Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 27 The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they shall stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise up against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I asked of the Lord, that I will seek after to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me on high on a rock. Now my head is lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer his tent, in his tent, sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek his face. Your face, Lord, do I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger, you who have been my help. Do not cast me off. Do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. If my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Do not give me up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they are breathing out violence. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Malachi chapter 2 verses, verse 10 through chapter 3 verse 1. Have we not all one Father? Has not one God created us? Why then are we faithless to one another, profaning the covenant of our ancestors? Judah has been faithless, and abomination has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah has profaned the sanctuary of the Lord, which he loves, and has married the daughter of a foreign god. May the Lord cut off from the tents of Jacob anyone who does this, any to witness or answer, or to bring an offering to the Lord of hosts. And this you do as well. You cover the Lord's altar with tears, with weeping and groaning because he has no longer regards the offering or accepts it with favor at your hand. You ask, why does he not? Because the Lord was a witness between you and the wife of your youth, to whom you have been faithless, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Did not one God make her? Both flesh and spirit are his. What, and what does the one God desire? Godly offspring. So look to yourselves, and do not let anyone be faith, faithless to the wife of his youth. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel, and covering one's garment with violence, says the Lord of hosts. So take, take heed of yourselves, and do not be faithless. You have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet you say, How, how have we wearied him? By saying, 
All who do evil are good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them. Or by asking, Where is the God of justice? See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, indeed, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 5 through 17. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were getting on in years. Once, when he was serving as priest before God, and his section was on duty, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and offer incense. Now at the time of the, offer, of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified, and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel, angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to their Lord, to the Lord their God. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him. To turn the hearts of parents to their children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Good morning and welcome to the second Wednesday of Pentecost, I think. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Iamsville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 27, Malachi 2, and Luke 1. I'm very sorry for posting this so late. I could not find my microphone until the last minute, right when I decided that I would just use my computer. But anyway, um, the reading this morning leading up into Advent is about the, the prophecy, or the, it's not really the prophecy, um, but uh, an angel visiting the priest Zechariah um, while he was performing, or while he was giving an offering in, um, in the temple, um, I don't think it was Yom Kippur, so he was in the Holy of Holies. Um, he was probably inside the court um, and the people out. Anyway, the thing that I noticed that made me think of some research I'm doing for God is a Grunt. Um, verse 8, once when he was serving as a priest before God and his section was on duty. Um, so the... It's military language. Everybody who's been through the military has had duty. In the Army, it's uh, charge of quarters or CQ or staff duty. I don't know. I never called it SD, maybe because that was like, I don't know. It doesn't sound as cool. Um, I'm sure other uh, branches have their duties as well. Um, Zechariah is the husband of um, Elizabeth, and they are the parents of... Um, John the Baptist. And Elizabeth is a sister of Mary, so John the Baptist is Jesus' cousin. Anyway, um, the I actually want to turn our attention to the Levitical tribe um, because it says that Aaron 
is uh, belongs to the priestly order of Abijah. Um, and his wife, Elizabeth, was a descendant of Aaron, the very first Levitical priest and Moses' brother. Um, and the Levites were um, one of the tribes of Israel. There's actually like 13 tribes because Joseph, who's the youngest of 12, was banished into Egypt and his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, they each are Joseph's tribe. So there's actually, they're called half-tribes. So there's actually 13 tribes of Israel. Um, but it's not as cool to go from 12 to 13, but whatever. Um, Levi was one of those brothers, one of the sons of Jacob, who later becomes, is given the name Israel. Levi, uh, as far as I can tell, wasn't didn't stand out very much in the Old Testament like before they became the tribes. Um, there's some commentary to suggest he's more faithful and zealous, um, but very little in you know the in the New Te- or the Old Testament itself. Um, the um, but when they when they leave or when they're in the wilderness, so during the time of Moses, um, Moses and Aaron are both descended from Levi, but Moses is not made a priest. Aaron is. And that's why Aaron's name is mentioned here in, this, in the reading this morning. Um, and the priestly class, the Levites, unlike the other tribes of Israel, never get an allotment of land. They only get cities, cities of refuge. Um, and so uh, however large their tribe was, they did not receive a portion of land, um, you know, like a, a state within the United States. Um, they only received these cities of refuge out of which they could perform their priestly duties um, and uh, Israelites could flee uh, to be flee to cities of refuge in order to be tried or heard or or hopefully forgiven. Um, and so the Levites were are interesting to me because they're kind of like the grunts of the um, of the tribes of Israel because they don't get their land. And they're always on duty. Um, in, in Zechariah's case, by the time of the first century, um, they would rotate through, just like you rotate through a deployment or a field exercise. Um, they rotated through, and it was just Zechariah's turn. He, he did his, you know, he was on, on call. And so he was the one doing this offering when the angel comes and tells him that he's going to have a child. Um, and by this time, you know, the, the tribes have been exiled and returned, exiled and returned. Now they're under Roman oppression. And so the, the land areas are, are not exactly the same. They call Judea just kind of the area, uh, not necessarily that belonged to the tribe of Judah, but the tribe of Judah has become kind of this, um, you know, stand-in for the tribes of Israel. And so the Romans call it Yehuda, uh, and the Judean province. Um, and they wouldn't have said Judah. Jews wouldn't have said Judah. There's no J sound in, in Hebrew, which is ironic because in English we call them Jews. It's just not, it doesn't compute in Hebrew. Um, but so the, the, the Levites um, become kind of the servants of the tribe and not necessarily in a in a, an oppressive way, but they're named, and it's not something you choose. You know, if you're born to the tribe of Levi, you are expected to 
to either be a priest or to support the priestly class and and the the temple. Um, and not everybody was a priest. I can't remember the name uh, in Hebrew of priests, Kohanim, I think. Um, if you're a Levite, you had priestly duties. But if you, and you could only be a, a priest or a Kohanim, I think, if you were of the Levitical line. Um, and so Zechariah is this, and uh, but by this time, not having land is less of an issue. But they still perform their priestly duties because of their their heritage. And to this day, I, I think the title is given to those who can trace their line to Levi, and I think it's Ben Levi. Um, anyway, so it still exists. Um, and at the time of the first century, Zechariah was simply one of them. And so John uh, would have been a Levite. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know if what line David was from, and therefore what Jesus descended from. Um, but of all the brothers of all the tribes, Levi had this special status um, that kind of mirrored Israel's status before the world, before the Gentiles, um, to be this chosen class, to perform special duties, um, to uh, have. Uh, particular responsibility before the whole um, is something that Levi does to Israel or for Israel, and it's what Israel does uh, before the world, which is to, you know, Israel is a chosen people um, to, who Christians believe bore the Savior to the world, um, and uh, so it's this like microcosm of Jews for Jews, like within Judaism. They are what they are before the world, but before Israel. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but uh, I, don't know, I, I, I find that fascinating um, because it's typically the youngest that has these special expectations placed on them. Um, and, and Levi, I think, was like the fourth oldest, or four, fourth born uh, of the sons of, of Israel between his four wives. Um, but uh, Levi's not the youngest. Uh, Ephraim and Manasseh are technically the youngest because Joseph was the youngest um, and most favored. Um, but anyway, so it's it's just interesting to me to hear, to think not just about the Levitical class and priestly class of Israel and how that serves Israel, but also how that service in the first century and I think in other times reflects a kind of military structure and, and hierarchy in, you know, look, it's it's your time on duty. And even in, in the Bible, we use this kind of mundane military language to describe what um, Zechariah was, was called to do and expected to do as a priest. So there's all these different ways that looking at the Bible through uh, the lens of a soldier is... Is, I don't know, it's fascinating to me, and I think unlocks a lot of really interesting little tidbits that if you if you have the eyes to find them, uh, they're there for, for, uh, for the picking. A prayer for the mission of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. 
inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.